0: It's the Empowerment Perspective Podcast, hosted by Demiso Josie and Mr. Kareem Spence. Stay empowered. Stay empowered. Empower. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Demiso Josie, alongside
1: Spence is here. How we doing, sir? Doing well on this nice Saturday afternoon.
0: Nice and windy Saturday afternoon. A little yeah. chilly out there. It is a little is. bit, but I don't think it's cold enough for December. It, it went from sixty yesterday mm-hmm. to twenty today.
1: Yes,
0: crazy. It is crazy. This is going to be a crazy winter. It is. It is. It is. Bundle up. Bundle up. Yes. Bundle up. I hate the cold. By the way, I can't stand it. You
1: don't like the cold weather?
0: No, no I can't operate in the cold. You know what I mean? I'm just okay. Stay in the bed all day, not get up. You but
1: could. I mean, it's not a bad thing.
0: It is a bad thing because then the light man will come and turn the light out because I ain't going to work. <laughs> light having gas lights up. over here
1: Having lights, <laughs> having this, <over> here. <laughs> candles. Listen, they survive so long without having lights. And, and gas and all that. We have too many luxuries. <laughs> so I'm gonna
0: go turn the lights out in your house to see how you like that. The gas. Yeah, it's fine. Too. I'm
1: never home anyway. True. It's fine. This so, is true. This is true. You were coming from somewhere this morning. Where were you this morning? Yeah. So we are actually collaborating with uh, in my care mentoring. Mm-hmm. So so what we have now is we we're, we're uh, mentoring some young men. So we're getting it started, and um, I was actually facilitating today. So we have some wonderful. Um, mentors are there as well, so it's sort of like I had to twist Shalana's arm to collaborate <laughs> with us. So. but she's on board with she's us, and board. it's going to be something great. All right, that's
0: dope. That's dope. We're going to talk about what we got in store for 2019 in a minute. Okay, I'm um, adding some things, but I do have some take it personals. Actually, some good ones though. This is not yes, bad sir? take a
1: personal. Okay, what you got?
0: So I was uh, we went to IHOP with my family. My daughter had a birthday party and brought a bunch of kids to IHOP the next morning, and they mm-hmm. went to the Grinch pancakes. And I, me and my wife got the omelet, or whatever. And, um, you know, the lady came, the server came over and we ordered the, the omelette. And okay. then all of a sudden, kids' food were coming out. Me and my wife's food wasn't coming out. And I was like, okay. all right, well, maybe maybe they, she just wanted to rush it. She was like, listen, I saw what that omelette looked like. I was not going to serve that to y'all. I said, I sent it back because I wouldn't eat it. I was like, all right, kudos. Sir. So shout out to the lady at IHOP for, you know, making sure that her service was on point. I, I give her that.
1: I don't believe her. I don't believe your food was ready at all. I think it was. She used that as an excuse. What can I tell these people that they actually believe? You know what? I'm going to tell them that the food looked absolutely horrible. I couldn't present it to you, so you have to wait ten minutes. So either her game was on point because see her service was like that
0: throughout the whole entire experience, though. Okay, you know, I had to ask for uh, I'm on this kick when tomato juice. I don't know why V8, but they didn't have. She didn't think they had V8. They didn't have the V8 um, that I wanted. She brought me back some. Is different kinds of V8s? Yeah, yeah, there's different. Different kinds and spicy and you know, all kind of different kinds. It's good. Okay. Right. I don't know why I'm getting old, I guess. I don't know why I'm going to
1: be You went asked for some tomato juice.
0: <laughs> so she ended up hooking that up and brought me some coffee and asked for it and they, and they sung happy birthday to my daughter. Okay. Like she was just on point with her service. So um shout out to her. And then you know typically when you go to places like that, you don't get that kind of service. So I'm I'm glad that that particular server so, I, I wish I knew her name.
1: She we're uh, we gonna call her the Jesus Showsworth. Yes. Yeah. Because she got gay. That's she got bit. gay. Yes. Absolutely.
0: So that's the one take it personal. The other one, um, as you know, the empowerment perspective, we did our um, toy drive for yes. the Children of CHOP, uh, Children Hospital of Philadelphia. Yeah. And typically when we go, there's usually just a big bend or whatever and you fill out the little form. Okay. Um, but because my nephew has uh, had cancer and, you know, once you get into that community, you know, you kind of support other families that kind of mm-hmm. go through the same thing. So okay. I was able to hook up. My brother was able to hook me up with somebody who just His son just got diagnosed um, not too long ago, same type of cancer, leukemia, um, and the family was really struggling Mm this time of the year or whatever, so um, I called him up, he met me downstairs, and, you know, we gave him two big trash bags full of toys for for boys, Um, and he, you know, broke down and was like, you know, I didn't know how I was going to do this, you know, this Christmas Mm -hmm. season with my family and stuff, so um, that, you know, that really, really meant something to me and to the Empowerment Perspective group that we really are doing some work out there for some people and it was good okay. to see that. So, I uh, just wanted to share that story. No,
1: that's uh, awesome. But I also think that now we have set the bar. So, anytime we do something, anybody, they don't cry. That means that we're not doing <laughs> we that job. Doing job. We ain't doing that We yeah, gotta, yeah, make yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotta make them cry.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 2018 is coming around the corner. You yes. um, guys already know that we're doing the, the conferences in, in, in Atlanta. We're, we're going to make it official. We're going to go to Vegas. I still got to work and deal out with Keely, mm-hmm. but um, we're gonna definitely do that. We got offered to speak at Spokane, Washington at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out how we could do both because they happened on the same day, but I'm not okay. flying from Washington, from New Jersey to Washington to, to Vegas. I ain't doing all that. Okay. So we're just gonna go ahead and um, hit up Vegas and see, see what's out there, um, yes. those educators out there. But we also are developing uh, Empowerment Fest 2019, our, our yes. conferences. And the more people that I talk to, the more demand it's becoming so we definitely going to have one in New Jersey Um, and that conference basically is going to bring some heavy hitter speakers and workshops for you I'm going to think about trying to have like a little job fair there too as well so that you know we can empower people and we're looking for young adults and adults Um, parents bring your kids especially Mm -hmm. those kids that went to college and now sitting on your couch because they don't know what to do with themselves Mm -hmm. Um, we definitely want to target that too um, and put them on the right direction so we're going to have a uh, a couple of speakers in there okay. um, Obviously myself, Kareem Will be speaking we, We're talking to a couple of Other people as well Some financial um, speakers Are coming in To teach them How to work mm-hmm. their money For yes. the future um, Some other things that And we're real estate
1: and, and real estate Yes, uh, and real estate That was the lead yes. And <laughs> real estate <laughs> I'm glad but, you. Yes. <laughs> I want to say this Parents, don't interrupt them While you are listening to the podcast Wait till <laughs> the podcast is over And then you tell them That this is what you need to be <laughs> And for our respective first, yeah. So we're
0: going to drop that uh, details. More details to come for that um, In New Jersey, but we also got offers We're working on Chicago, oh. we're working on uh, York, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. I just got hit up from somebody in, in Virginia So um, we're going to take this little thing on the road Once we perfect it here in New Jersey um, So some more things are going to come out So uh, our friends out there in California Hit us up, you might be mm-hmm. out there too Absolutely. UK we ain't forget about you either. So um shout out to those people that are listening to us overseas, which mm-hmm. is great. But today's show, now, hmm, I'm gonna say you was petty, you petted your way back into this too. <laughs> uh, the young lady that we have today had she her show came on before our show. Yes. And I just distinctly remember a conversation the two of you were having, mm-hmm. and then you got mad and was like you didn't hit me up and you supposed to hit me up. We went to on the yeah. show. How did that work, sir?
1: Well, here's what happened. I was hoping to be able To do collaboration Spend about two hours On the radio Just mm. talk about All about our stuff Including on her show We are going to Take over, the show, <laughs> we'll take though, over and, the show And take her fans Absolutely <laughs> But then she never called I, mm. I took that person I take sure. the person When I ask somebody To call me mm. And then they don't call me What I don't like Is for people to call me When I didn't ask you To call <laughs> me That's what I don't like <laughs> I get a lot of those too So, so why did not you Not call him
2: you know, timing What I really don't have an excuse on that mm-hmm. one. I just always figured the next week and I'd see you and then we would do it and we're so in and out. One show ended, the next one began. Three seconds. I know. was not enough mm-hmm. time and then we did it. We made it happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say good things come to those that wait. No.
3: Mm-hmm. And you're
2: not taking no. over no. my clients. They're Never. my family, my yeah. man. <laughs> and I'm a little nervous that you said 2019, everybody needs to be able to cry until you know you had a good job. Yes. We're going to start that in 2019, not today right I'm not nah, crying nah, nah, today well
1: you might I don't <laughs> All right. know alright <laughs> let's go I'm on the ride let's we'll, do we'll it we'll get Copper back in here and have him <laughs> have you the Copper and Tucci Prize <laughs> don't let her go don't let her go <laughs> So we welcome Jill to the show. Yes, welcome, welcome.
2: thank you, gentlemen. By. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's
0: talk about a little bit of what you do and, and and your radio show. Let the people know what you're about.
2: Thank you, mm-hmm. and you know, happy holidays to everybody. Thank you for having me here. I am a full time realtor in uh, with Exit Homestead Realty Professionals. I was in corporate America for over ten years, mm-hmm. and just felt like my opportunities for expansion for myself and my family were limited. Mm-hmm. So look at my husband one day and said, "You know, we need to come up with a plan B Hmm. to be proactive. I had a small son at that time and um, we put a really good business plan together. It took me about a year Hmm. until I actually left the corporate America and took the risk for my family. Hmm. And I give myself one year every year to make sure that I'm on track to Hmm. continue doing what I'm doing, reassess what I do. Being Hmm. an entrepreneur is very hard. And uh, but it's been the most rewarding thing, and I've been very successful ever since then. Yes. So,
0: so before we get into the real estate uh, sure. conversation, I want to talk to you, talk about your transition from corporate America into entrepreneurship, and and what that means to be an entrepreneur in your sense. So walk us through um, that process of first having the decision and the desire. Why did you choose to go into the real estate angle?
2: So my history with the bank at that time was I worked on all the foreclosures and the bank owned properties. It was a department called special assets. So when people were defaulting on their loans, Mm -hmm. they came to our department Mm -hmm. and then I was assigned the property. If the bank took over the property, how were we going to resell? it and was it going to be cost effective. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I started to collaborate with a lot of realtors. I had to do some research and find out good realtors that were out there who I was going to select to represent the bank. And uh, so that kind of got my interest piqued. Mm -hmm. I met a gentleman by the name of Philip Black, and he was the one that was very adamant about just saying, Jill, you got to get out of doing what you're doing. You would be much better in this world, Mm -hmm. you know, in this profession. So... The transition just came to saving. My goal, my business plan, was I saved a year of my salary. Mm. So I literally was spending no money for about a year. I I spent money on the
1: way up here. How how did you spend... A whole year not spending money.
2: Okay, so I'm going to start. When we first met, I told you I'm Excel-driven, right? My whole world is in Excel files on mm-hmm. my computer. And I sat down, and I figured out what I had to cost, what I had, what was going to cost me to pay my mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. I have my own home. What's it going to cost for my son to be in soccer? All of the little things that happened, all the bills. Worked with my husband. Put together a budget. And I knew I was literally on $150 a week. What? Of what? Of my own spending money. That was it, which was basically gas and some portion mm. of the groceries, and my husband took over everything for one year on his salary. Mm. And I saved $150 my salary. Hundred and fifty dollars a week.
0: I spend that on coffee.
2: But if you had a bigger plan and you had a goal well, and you had your why, you guys talk about your why all actually, the time. What if you have
1: a bigger car? was that?
2: <laughs> we, in that year, we ended up paying off the year before we started that. We okay. had two car payments, which would have been my year to get a new car. Mm-hmm. We keep cars for 10 years. So we mm-hmm. only have one car payment and we're on a five different five year rotation. So we only have one car payment at a time. It was my time to get a new car and I didn't. So we were saving like 450 bucks a month there. Mm-hmm. So all those little things added up. The minute I had pretty much close to a salary, it was a little bit under, I kind of shaved it minus the taxes and stuff, mm-hmm. I gave my resignation. Mm. And my boss at that time told me I was crazy. Mm. And he told me that I would never survive in the field. And this was my boss. Mm. And that. And I looked at him and I told him, you have a daughter, don't you? And he said, yeah. And I said, would you want somebody saying that to your daughter? Mm. He then countered me with a sign-on bonus to try to stay, Mm. and I told him no thank you, and I never left. $10,000 he offered me. And you know what was the biggest insult in my life?
1: It wasn't
2: $10,001? No, it was $10,000 to stay on, and I looked at that as the biggest insult because Mm. for the last two, three years, Mm. I was asking for salary increases, Mm. different bonuses t travel reimbursement, mm. and mm. we had no budget. But then you had $10,000 in your pocket to give me, to keep me then. Mm. It was at that moment that I knew I was doing the right thing. Mm.
1: Would you have stayed for sixty?
2: I probably wouldn't have. I was so into it at that point.
1: 100000 <laughs> a 100000 I might have. <laughs> have for
2: a little bit. I don't know, forever. I yeah. probably would have based out the terms on that 100000 mm. What was I signing up for? The deal with the devil. So let me ask you this. Yeah. So,
1: for this ten grand, mm-hmm. like if you would have worked another thirty days and then put your letter of resignation in, could you have kept the money? I couldn't
2: have. He 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 was on to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. He knew I was obviously now he knew what field I was going into because I did share that with him because mm-hmm. I didn't want to burn a bridge because. Mm-hmm. That industry is, and I didn't know if this was going to work or not. Let's be mm-hmm. real; I was taking a risk, mm-hmm. so I needed something to fall back on. And I had ten years of experience, so if I had to go back into the banking industry, mm-hmm. I needed to have something. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to be my referral, but I needed somebody. Right. Um, so there was contingencies with it. I had to stay on for a certain amount of time. I was my job description was going to increase. I was going to have more responsibility. So it wasn't oh, like, yeah. "Hey Jill, here's just ten grand to stay." Right. It continued that Mm -hmm. process of this isn't where I belong. Mm -hmm. And at that point, from everything that I was through that last year of Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, just doing the basic needs. We did no family trips. We didn't go down to the beach that year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had friends over and stuff like that, but it was all stuff that we still do now, like potlucks, but it wasn't Jill picking up the tab and we weren't going out to eat. We were packing lunches. We really trimmed the... I already dedicate. I was already out of the business a year before I resigned mentally. Mm-hmm. So there was going to be have to be a lot to keep me there.
0: Right, right. One of the things that um, your your story kind of hits on for me is that there's so many people that have jobs that they can't stand and they mm-hmm. stay in it because they feel like they're trapped. They feel like, well, I got to pay the mortgage, I got to mm-hmm. pay the car, I got to do all these things.
2: It's real. It's,
0: it's real. But if you want to get out, I don't understand staying in a job that you don't like. I get it. You need to have an exit ed- 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 strategy. You got to plan for those things. You, get, you need to improve your skills and stuff. But I don't stay in jobs that I can't stand. I can't. Why would you live that that life? And so mm-hmm. many people are caught up in and and you know living. And I have to have this mortgage and stuff like that. But. A lot of people are also living outside of their means as well, so they're really getting trapped. So now you become a slave to the car. You become a slave mm-hmm. to this and all this other stuff, and and they'll never, ever get I mean, Meanwhile, they're miserable. So mm-hmm. I commend you for the fact that you saw something that you wanted to do, and you made that plan. I don't know if I could have did $150. I don't think I could have made it I think it that you could.
2: You'd be surprised. Do I want to go back there? No. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It also made me a lot stronger to know that, I could do it. Mm. So if something changed, Mm -hmm. we did it.
0: Right, right. You know? So let's talk about this concept of being an entrepreneur. Yes. Because we're in the age of social media, and everyone Mm -hmm. will go in there, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I have this business. Mm -hmm. I have this business, and they're not selling anything. They're not making any money. That doesn't make you an entrepreneur if you're not selling anything. Mm -hmm. So that kind of just gets on my nerves a little bit. But um, talk about... The day to day, and we had a previous conversation before here about the business side versus the, the creative side for us. What does that look like for you from a real estate perspective? Like, is there? What's the difference? What's the business side look like versus the, the selling side?
2: Sure. This? So the business side, something that I tell a lot of people that I mentor with and training is in this business specifically, and it probably applies to a lot of other, mm-hmm. um, you know, professions out there. But you know, the day I started my business. I treated it as I needed to buy a building, mm. manage the building, turn on the electric, and have some kind of grand opening. How were people going to know who I was? Mm-hmm. In Cumberland County, where I'm part of the Cumberland mm-hmm. County Board of Realtors, you know, we're close to 800 realtors. Mm. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And now being in the business, I'll tell you, there's about 25 of them that do it well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how was I going to be one of those 25? Mm. So I really had to put on the business spence of how am I going to let the world know what I'm doing and I'm going to take it serious and I'm not just going to be another Facebook ad that's Mm -hmm. going to come across and then I'm not going to just be a new postcard that comes into somebody's mailbox every Mm -hmm. once in a while Mm -hmm. saying, I'm the best, call me, do that. So I really had to put, just like I did leaving one job, put the business plan together Mm -hmm. and have that year salary that I saved, Mm -hmm. that was my kickoff budget for Mm -hmm. my business. So I had to invest in myself, I had Mm -hmm. to believe in myself, and I had to start from nothing. Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of training. Today, I still do a minimum of seven hours of training every single week, and it's blocked. I'm a big blocker scheduling time person. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> but, so, and you know, people are like, how do you do seven hours? Well, it might be a one hour training here. Right. I do look at if I'm holding, I have weekly meetings with my team. Mm-hmm. So I have a two hour weekly meeting with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's two hours because I'm learning from them as much as they're learning from me because the You know, the realistic side of real Mm -hmm. estate is everything's always different. So we have to talk it out. Uh, The the business perspective, I had to put my family as Mm -hmm. part of it as well because it is a group dynamic. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot less time that year one at home than I do maybe now. Mm -hmm. Because I had to be attending all the social events that were there. I had to brand myself.
3: Right.
2: So, you know, the business perspective of it, it was very grueling. Mm -hmm. I don't think people take it as serious as they need to. I don't think people save the Mm -hmm. money that they need to invest in themselves as much as they need to in this profession. And I don't think that they stay on the top of education and realize how much learning you have to be. And you can't go get your license. Anybody can get their real estate license. If I could change one thing about my business or about this industry, the real estate license costs about four hundred dollars. I wish it was like three thousand dollars. Three G's? Yes, absolutely. Explain. I feel that everybody, not everybody, majority of people think it's a get-rich-quick industry.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: majority of people can save $400 okay. at some point in their life. Mm-hmm. And then they get their license, and they have this license, and they represent themselves as a real estate agent. And mm-hmm. all they've done is the state-mandated test, where we all know, we even in school, right, we've mm-hmm. taken tests, but it's not the real world. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same in this profession. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people out there that claim to be a realtor, mm-hmm. and... Don't really take the business serious, and I think if that was a three thousand dollar price tag, and I'm just using a number, mm-hmm. that it would eliminate a lot of the nonsense and mm-hmm. it would eliminate a lot of really bad transactions in right. this area.
0: But that's life, though. Any space, it is. I mean, you, that space is super duper crowded. So I'm looking at it from you know being an entrepreneur. You're either gonna not too much stuff is. Create it anymore? Like you're reinventing stuff somebody mm-hmm. already created. So you got to really figure out how you're going to separate yourself from the from the crowd. Mm-hmm. The education piece is one. The branding and marketing is is a huge huge aspect of it. Um, and I look at our empowerment perspective group in terms of how we brand it and how we go about doing it. Um, and, and we do it so effort, effortlessly because it's it's just organic. It's just mm-hmm. who we are. And you know you you but you have to promote it though. You have mm-hmm. to promote it in the right areas mm-hmm. um, with today's social media. I mean, it's 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 insane how I feel like people more people should be taking the opportunity to, to be entrepreneurs and successful because of the availability of social media. And we can I can sell to somebody all the way on the side of the, the world without yeah. even having to meet them. Um, and so I don't understand why a lot of people are, are not. Pursuing that um, and their passions and their gifts. I mean, there you can make video. If my daughter can make videos of slime and sell slime at twelve years old, ten years old. Right. Like you, as an adult, what's your passion? What you you know? What are you passionate about? Figure out how to create a podcast or whatever it is, and then go out there and sell it. But it, just to get back to it, though. How do you navigate? How how do you separate yourself other than education and uh, how, to, how your branding? How are you separating yourself from such a crowded market in, in real estate?
2: Right now, I really found out in two thousand eighteen. I I. I actually hired a personal trainer to do a lot of self-reflection. This mm-hmm. was my year of self-reflection. And I'm not perfect yet, just like me and you started out, Rocky, but there's ways of me not being the best communicator. I should have followed up more accurately, but I'm first person to apologize for that. So okay. I'm going to well, tell now, everybody. Uh, I'm no, I'm telling everybody officially. Right. I am sorry. We, listen, we're going to get a highlight tape. We won't and we'll run right. that, <laughs> run of that. Does that. that not happen yeah. often? Yeah. Do you not get apologies? Or do you just not well, have people that? <laughs> it is.
1: It's a long story, but. Okay. I think that I'm wrong so often that I'm more <laughs> the person that's throwing the apology than actually receiving. So now this is the, the holiday that you're supposed to be receiving, and I accept your apology. Oh, well, thank nice. you. Look at that nice. love fest. Night, We're yeah, there. Yeah, We're yeah. there. I'll um, be the bigger person. That's, you know, we got to rewind that. Like, okay, this is yeah. We have yeah, scratch. The first
0: scratch. Time
3: scratch. Mr. Petty is
1: being the
0: biggest <laughs> person. Listen,
1: you're going to the top of our YouTube page. <laughs> (laughs)
2: I love it. I love it. That is too funny. Uh, I don't know. I think just separating with the guidance of my trainer, he's Mm -hmm. really taught me like right now, don't got to listen to the whole sentence Mm -hmm. so it doesn't come across vain because there's a vision there. Mm -hmm. I have a mirror that's by my computer and I started that this year because I do a lot of time at night. I'm working on my computer contracts, etc. And, um, the behind that mirror and I have I change it on a monthly basis. I put a different motivational quote on it that I have learned through other people or maybe people have given me cuz I do that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when I'm kind of stuck or I'm frustrated real, you know, real life story of mm-hmm. things just not going the way they mm-hmm. should go, it's the time to just look to your right look in the mirror and remember who you are. Right. Things like that have kind of hit reset buttons for mm-hmm. me, which I think's allowed me to be stronger this mm-hmm. year in my business. Majority of my business comes from referral now too, which is a Mm -hmm. great open. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a door that I didn't think year one I'd ever have. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my goals for year one was to have five closings, and this year I'm probably going to close about six. Well, I close sixty five, so sixty six. I have one more by the end of the year this year. So. I do a lot of things right, but I still mm-hmm. got a lot of things to improve. Mm-hmm. You should you know? it to me again. That's,
1: yeah. Make sure it's sincere. There's <laughs> a lot of times people say stuff they you're really meaning it to. You say I it am again.
2: so... Sorry, I accept your apology.
1: Okay, like, this is a beautiful moment here. <laughs> I'm gonna run
0: this like, into the, glass. <laughs> <laughs> run to the ground.
2: My husband is so jealous now. He hasn't heard those yeah. words in a long time.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll do no, the next segment. We'll <laughs> come back to that.
2: He's like, she can say it. That those is, words do wow. happen. <laughs> uh,
0: that is too funny. Yeah, I can go there. I'm not mm-hmm. going
2: there yet. <laughs> and
0: my wife will ju- definitely jump on the podcast. I'm not do that yet. Uh, but we had a conversation also about failure. Um, yeah. Earlier, um, and, and we talked about why people, certain people, don't do certain things because they're scared, scared to fail. Um, let's talk about those those failures because it's real in, and yeah, in, and in, sure. in, uh, in business. Like, what is that one lesson, that major lesson? I was like, I, I I thought it was right, it was going good, and then all of a sudden, I got an egg on my face, it didn't mm-hmm. work out, and how did you? Bounce back from that.
2: Absolutely, and you know that—that's part of it. That's part of being successful. Knowing what you screwed up. There's mm-hmm. no nicer way to say it. Uh, mm-hmm. This past year, I opened up a kiosk at the Cumberland Mall in Cumberland County. It's in Millville, right on the line by Millville. I had this outside the box thinking that I'm going to open up a kiosk for mm-hmm. real estate. It was right around Easter, right near the Easter Bunny. A lot of people coming. Right, nobody's ever done it before, and we're—I'm going to man this booth. I'm going to be there and I'm going to be available for anybody that wants to talk real estate until majority of the people that came up to me spoke Spanish and I didn't know how to speak Spanish. Mm. And now I was frustrating people Mm. because they saw an opportunity to approach somebody to talk about real estate Mm. and I was not prepared for Mm. that. So shame on me that I wasn't thinking more about the the demographic, Mm -hmm. what was coming through and it wasn't like I could snap my fingers and have a Spanish-speaking agent right there right. because I already committed with contracts to people that were going to mm. man the booth when I couldn't be there, compensations right. and stuff. So it was four months right. uh, that we would take referrals from people, mm-hmm. and then you have somebody else call them, and it's just not its not granular. It's not sincere. Mm-hmm. It was like a sales pitch, and that's not me. Right. right. So that was a big fail, and I invested a lot of money into that. We still had success, but... The failure was a lot larger right. because it was a whole market of people that needed help that mm-hmm. I couldn't that's help helpful. them for. But I put myself out there saying right. I was going to do that, right. that I was there to help that's them. That's crazy. So I did learn from that. And this year now I have Priscilla Lugo. She joined my team and she's a mm-hmm. fluent Spanish speaking right. agent. Yeah. And um, I've been able now to help that whole, mm-hmm. you know, gr- those groups of individuals that mm-hmm. need first time home buyers or runners.
1: Yeah, I think when, that's, that's right. awesome, though, because I, I, it's only through, you know, failure that we learn things to do things differently right so we have to be able to commit ourselves and say oh well you know if this didn't work having a kiosk in the Cumberland Wall not knowing the demographics of the community in mm-hmm. Cumberland um, I know. But I mean, but that's awesome though because now that's a new segment of the population that you have and that you're right. going to be able to get more referrals from because now they trust you.
2: Right. And so, I didn't know what was walking. To be I was, mm-hmm. I went to the mall an hour before it opened by accident one day. I had to get a gift card. I was sitting on the bench mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and all the mall walkers and that's when mm-hmm. I had the idea, mm-hmm. the epiphany right. of like, this is something I can do if mm-hmm. I can help these people that are walking every morning. And um, I, what, all I was thinking about is People, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about, you know, race, color, language, mm-hmm. and but that was a fault That's of fault mine right. where I needed to think about that to make sure right. because Cumberland County is so diverse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, lesson learned. Too I actually, I, I,
1: but here's the other thing. I've had a lot of arguments in the wall. <laughs> so, you think about it, like, you know what? I don't even want to live with you no more.
2: Uh-huh. I want to go talk to Jill out
1: there. We're
2: not there I'm anymore <laughs> because I pulled out because I wanted to hit the reset button and do it a different right. way. But, you know, yeah, it, listen, we had a lot of fun.
3: Yes. fun. We had
2: a lot of fun. It was great advertising. Mm-hmm. It was definitely something mm-hmm. different, but it was a definite where people were like, you know, rah, rah, that's so... It was a fail in my eyes, right. for my business. It was a fail.
0: Right, right. But you learn from it. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, at least beginning entrepreneurs, go at it in the wrong perspective. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, when I look at it, like you create a product for somebody else. You're not mm-hmm. really creating it for yourself. Right. You, I mean, you have to create it for for the audience. And you have to know that audience and what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, when we went to speak at Atlanta, actually it actually was... Orlando the first time. We had an idea of what we wanted to say, and we went out mm-hmm. there and did it, and we got the feedback. Had to fine-tune it for when mm-hmm. we went to Atlanta, and it wasn't what I would necessarily have presented, but mm-hmm. because that's what the audience wanted, um, it's gotten to the point now when we go to speak, I have conversations with, you know, mm-hmm. the audience before we actually go on. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about half the time until I have that conversation with them. It's like, okay, now we need to start going boom, boom, because that's mm-hmm. what they need. Sure. You know? So it, the entrepreneurs that are starting out know who your customer base is mm-hmm. and know who your population is and really focus on the needs of their needs and can
1: your product, you know, it's going to change based oh, on those absolutely going to change because to. the cycles that are coming, like now they're telling me that when I read um, the business news that the cycle is coming now that we're starting to change. Mm-hmm. And they've been saying with the, with the stock market, they're saying that it's going to be really rocky for oh, the next yeah. seven years. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You better have your plan ready financially because it's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming.
2: If we like it or not. And, mm-hmm. you know, good, you know, just to be prepared either way. But right. in my world, interest rates, you know, they start mm-hmm. going up again. Mm-hmm. It's all about monthly payments. Mm-hmm. And, hey, it was about a monthly payment when I bought a house. Mm-hmm. So you remember, it's not about what I'm paying, mm-hmm. It you know, what you're purchasing the house for. What is my monthly payment? Is my right. paycheck going to cover it, right? right? So mortgage rates have a big deal, big portion of that.
1: Yeah, let's go into that, especially for our, our listeners. Can you tell us the difference between fixed versus the one that continues to bloom? I think was the sure. what's the other one? It's fixed versus so
2: there, there's tons of and I'm going to talk very um, high level on it because my forte is really not the lending. I know okay. about them, but I don't want to misspeak to guide anybody. I can always give them a lender a professional if you have mm-hmm. somebody specifically. But you know, there's all different kinds of loans for people. There's FHA mm-hmm. loans which are usually very typical. Mm-hmm. It's um, more of a basic loan going in. You have to put very little down, mm-hmm. and it's a lot interest rate, meaning for the term of your loan, so like 30 Mm -hmm. years. Uh, There are conventional balloons. Mm -hmm. There's 203K loans, which is kind of like a fancy word for a construction loan. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's getting a rehab house and they want to roll in all the construction, they can. There's loans specifically for our veterans. Mm -hmm. There's um, ones that the interest rates stay a certain amount and then then balloon, say Mm -hmm. in year five or year 10. So it really is very personal. Loans are a personal Mm -hmm assignment. Mm-hmm. And that's why you want to have a professional that's in the lending world do mm-hmm. that because depending on what you have or you may not have in savings or what you can take a loan from mm-hmm. or what you have liquid money to mm-hmm. in your savings account that you want to put down or maybe you want to keep it to buy furniture for this new house mm-hmm. you buy. You know, so that's really um, a conversation that can be so different for so many people, depending on what they want.
0: I would also like to tell the audience that you need to do your own homework. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the loans that she mentioned, you can look them up on the internet, yeah. find out what's right for you, because um, I hate to say it, there's some shady people out there yeah. that do shady things. So mm-hmm. they're going to, their job is to sell you stuff, and they're mm-hmm. going to try to get the most money that they can get mm-hmm. out of you. So make sure that you are, you know, doing your research. Don't mm-hmm. just rely on, unless, you know, you know the person and you're really, really comfortable with them. But I. Even then, I would still do the research if you're about to, to you know, get a loan. to so
2: I always tell everybody you need to do three. So right. that's and even when they're hiring a realtor, mm-hmm. I tell them when I'm having a listing appointment with somebody, I'm like, have you interviewed any other realtors? Mm-hmm. And if they say to me, no, I have no problems. I'm going to recommend for you to call two other realtors mm-hmm. and interview them as well. And then if you have any questions, give me the courtesy and ask me and I'll answer them for you or whatever it may be. But the same goes in the lending. The same goes when you buy a car, you just don't go to the first car dealership, right? You might go and look for a couple different cars. We're all in a line of business. Personalities, everything in mm-hmm. my industry. Mm-hmm. You've got to find people that are going to get you, get your situation, and work you through it. Mm-hmm. So, power of three. Interview three people. That's awesome.
0: So, let's talk about the market. I know that mm-hmm. before it was good; it was a buyer's market, a seller's market, and I just can't keep up with it. I'm done buying houses. I'm done. I'm not buying no more. I'm going to an apartment <laughs> after, this. I'm done
3: after this. Oh, no. <laughs> <Going back. laughs>
0: so, so, you might talk to Kareem. You might want to buy a house. I ain't doing it. So, where are we in terms of the market? Is it a buyer's market, seller's market, what does that even mean?
2: Okay, I'm so glad that you just said, what does that even mean? To me, as a realtor, being in the business, it it's almost... By saying it's the buyer's market or seller's Mm -hmm. market, I feel that everybody needs more education on that because it's really a seesaw. So I'm using my hands here and they can see it Mm -hmm. on here. But when it's a buyer's market, in theory, that means, right, prices are lower, Mm -hmm. right? Is that Mm -hmm. the concept that you're thinking? Mm -hmm. And when it's a seller's market, the list price are higher. Okay. Well, behind the scenes, it's a seesaw is how my analogy is. If your list price are higher, your interest rates are lower. Mm -hmm. So now interest rates are rising. The purchase prices are going to come down. It's the same market, my friends. Mm. It's just the way. It's the same (laughs) same way you're looking at it. (laughs) It's It's, the same same thing. Now, the only difference that will affect that is inventory. How much Mm. inventory is out there? Mm. So if we're low on inventory, so... If typically, you know, Salem County or whatever county it has has nine hundred residential houses Mm -hmm. for sale, and now there's only four hundred. Now that's going to play a little part on you might even you might be paying a little bit more because there's less inventory. Mm -hmm. So, but it really has nothing to do with a buyers and sellers market in regards to interest rates and prices of houses. I strongly believe it's more about the inventory. Mm -hmm. So right now, inventory is low. Gotcha. Uh, uh, this is the busiest time of year. Another concept. Everybody's like, I would never sell my house in December. People aren't buying. I will tell you, this is the busiest time of year. People say, no, Jill, spring market's the busiest. Guess why? Because they're going under contract now, January, February, mm-hmm. and then they're January, closing in the spring, spring, people, yep. but they're going under contract mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's not. There's a lot of misconceptions, right. but I don't fault anybody because it's just education. That's kind of why I get on the radio every week and try to break some of those myths right. because somebody might be ready to sell their home and they're like, I'll just wait for the spring. Well, if you're listing your house in the spring, well, in we're still going to sell it, but you're not having the biggest amount. And right. I think we're so busy in like February, everybody's got income tax money. Mm. Money's burning, ready to be spent. It's
0: true. That Deposit
2: is true. time. That's where I think we get really the busiest. Huh.
0: All right. Let's talk about. I'm gonna. I'm trying to buy a house, and you do these things called comps in the area, yeah. right? So break that down. What does it? What does it mean? And and how big of an influence is in when it comes time to, to buy a house at that particular point?
2: Sure. So when I do a listing appointment with somebody, they want to sell their house, or somebody's saying, "How much is my property worth?" Uh, some of the terminology is called a CMA, which is a car- corporate market analysis mm-hmm. or comparable market analysis. Excuse me. Or there's a BPO. A broker's price opinion, it's the same thing. Mm. It just depends on the title of the agent that's working with you. So it's incredibly important. Mm. That's how I price my houses. That's Mm. how I run my business. So we need to know, and my banking experience has paid that, you know, Mm. has given Mm. that huge insight to me because I know your house is only worth, number one, what somebody's willing to pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. And the comps, because what that means is, if somebody's getting a loan, a bank is going to do an appraisal. Mm. An appraisal is nothing but comparable properties. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting a cash buyer, that's fine. We don't care because there's no appraisal. There's Mm. no lender, but majority of our deals are going to be with a lender. So I want to look at primarily how I do mine is bedrooms. Bathrooms is what I'm comparing. I'm trying to get apples to apples. Bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, and within 3 miles of your home. Mm-hmm. If you are a straight sale meaning you're not a foreclosure or a short sale, I'm going to eliminate them. And then I'm going to get the closest to you to the do you have an in-ground pool? Mm-hmm. Non-in-ground pool. And then I'm going to look and see two phases, what has sold in the last 6 months. So, that's critical. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your apples to apples. And what is your competition? What's listed mm-hmm. there? And that's how I praise houses. Because you don't want to be the highest or the lowest, mm-hmm. unless if it's warranted. Right. And that is exactly what an appraiser is going to do when your buyer needs to get a loan. Mm-hmm. My sellers, I tell them the day you list your market, start putting your buyer's hat on. If you were a buyer, what would you want? Huh. Stop mm-hmm. getting so emotional about your house. Because right. you want out. So you need to appeal to the buyer Mm -hmm. all the fancy stuff that you've done with your hard sweat and Mm -hmm. hours of love and care Mm. sometimes it doesn't matter anymore right Right. see so you've got to get into when you're selling you have to think like a buyer and when you're a buyer you need to think like a seller is the best advice I think I try to give all my clients you're not selling your house to yourself that's Ooh, right they sell it to somebody yeah. else people here. don't care that you know your first baby was born here I don't right. mean to seem heartless we care when it's your own home right. other people don't care right. they want to make their own memories there why, right why
1: would your baby be born in
2: the house <laughs> you know there's people out there that do it in tubs <laughs> in and stuff tub. <laughs> <laughs> right that might not be a good selling point I
1: wonder why that tub? I'm not
2: getting in there now they gotta redo you the bathroom funny.
0: so what if we got a bunch of shady sellers like Kareem, right? (laughs) Sold all these houses, and then you try to find a comp. Mm. <laughs> right. no, no, let me stop. Let me stop. That is too funny. But um, uh I just remember the whole experience. I hated. I had a, we had a townhouse before here, and um, I was selling it and went to the table twice and it fell through twice because mm. the I guess the people on the other end didn't tell them the whole story on how much it was going to cost monthly. I mean, I'm talking about we moved everything out the house. Yeah, it's I'm real. ready to give the key. I'm getting ready to buy this house, that and I can't buy this and until can't. I sell that. And sit at the table, take the day off from work, and they walk away. Happened twice. Ugh. Do you see that a lot happening? Um,
1: how do you, you get that far? And they walk
0: away. Well, you got.
2: There's so many things that can happen. <laughs> Listen, I will. Do I see it a lot? No. <laughs> Where we got some? That's not I know. <laughs> uh, we need some here. Um, we. Luckily, it's never happened to me mm. in my years. Have I seen it happen with other realtors? Yes. Mm. And it infuriates me because it could have all been avoided mm. with communication. Mm. This is where I get on my soapbox of you know technology and texting is all great, but sometimes when you just talk to the human being you can squash so, so much. It may have been that other realtors or your realtors first deal. Mm-hmm. If you knew mm-hmm. that, then you could have if you had interviewed that realtor and I'm not saying they are, so I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. dissing anybody that you know worked in this transaction. Just talking about generic scenarios, but you know, if you knew that that was their first deal, then you may have said, are you being mentored through mm-hmm. this? Do you have a coach? Are we going to make sure you would have known the questions to ask to make sure right. they work for you? It's their mm-hmm. responsibility mm-hmm. to get you to closing. And listen, we don't want to give bad messages. I've had delayed closings. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had to reschedule them, but you don't want it happening at the day of closing. Right. Like, Especially, like you said, when you're taking off work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and you've got moving trucks, yeah. and now you're, and we call it the domino effect. Now you can't buy the next one. Now mm-hmm. you've made that, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's not a good terrible, message. Terrible, right. Terrible,
0: terrible. Let's talk about, and I'm going to go back to my horrible experience. It was sure. our first time me and my wife were looking for a house, and we told them, you know, what we were looking for. And this particular realtor started taking us around neighborhoods that I wouldn't live, put my dog in, right? Okay. And I'm like, you know, you know how much money me and my wife make? Like, why are you mm. showing me these mm. houses? Like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, walk us through the process mm. of how you determine what houses to show <laughs> your clients.
2: So it's two it's two phases with me. So first of all I'm sitting down and meeting with them and I need them to just tell me their life story mm-hmm. in regards to what do you want. I actually have mm-hmm. a checklist of questions that I'm gonna ask is if it they an don't answer me. It is. <laughs> yes, and it's color-coded yes. with steel highlights, yes. right? He's yeah. <laughs> <You're> shaking his head i mean again. Um, it is. And it's all the things about, you know, its wants and its needs. Mm. They're two very different things. Absolutely. Okay. And location is obviously in there. Price is in there. But also things are in there about you know, schools. Mm -hmm. Are do they care about schools? Some people do. Some people Mm -hmm. don't. Taxes why are they moving? Mm-hmm. That's usually a question that's the first one that mm-hmm. I'm asking because sometimes that tells you a lot more about location mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. So, we get to know each other. We they're telling me where they want to live mm-hmm. typically. And it is from a realtors perspective I need to be very conscious of not steering anybody mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. particular neighborhood and going in or coming out, mm-hmm. okay? But that really should be triggered by the buyer mm-hmm. of where you want to be. Now, if you don't know where you want to be, then I'm just going to do simple county searches to mm-hmm. begin with, right? And put in the criteria that you've told me about bedrooms, bathrooms, etc. send you a list. And then we actually, with my team, we create a portal. It's like a website and you can go in there and like which ones you want. And then I'm going to say, Hey, go in your car and drive around those properties first. Let me know if you can see yourself living there. So then you do that due diligence. The last thing I ever want to do is bring a buyer to a house and they t- their feedback is, I don't like the neighborhood. Because mm-hmm. then that's wasted my time right. where I could have showed you other. And you're wasting the seller's time too, because they may have cleaned their house for their first time and opened it up for right. you or made mm-hmm. arrangements to get their pets out. So I like to do it in a series of getting to know somebody, setting them up on a larger scale, maybe from a zip code or a mm-hmm. county or mm-hmm. maybe around their work. Some people will say, I don't want to work, live more than 10 miles from my work. So then I
3: mm.
2: make that search be that. But that's where I start. And then just fine-tune it. And then when we see a couple houses, I'm going to start to get to know what you want. And then we even fine-tune it there until we find you a place.
1: How do you fire your realtor? Do you guys have us on the contract?
2: Yes. Ooh, mm. How can I fire you? So when you're signing a listing agreement there is terms of how long you're going to keep your so you're selling your house or a buyer's agent buyer. tell me which one you could leave me tomorrow there's no contract if you there are some realtors that have buyer contracts
3: mm-hmm.
2: i work for you as a buyer's agent free until you buy a place, and then Mm -hmm. the seller pays my commission. So you really don't ever fire, because you're not hiring a buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. You're not paying for it. The seller always pays the buyer's agent commission. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're listing a home, you're signing Mm -hmm. a listing agreement for them to advertise your property, and you're agreeing on terms. Mm -hmm. The standard around here is six months. Mm -hmm. Okay, So if you hate the person after one month, Mm -hmm. um, shame on you, because you didn't get to know them well enough. right? Mm -hmm. You should have known, but then people change, right? They might've been nicey, nicey first day, but then maybe a month later, you're not happy with their service. You would have to go to their broker owner Mm -hmm. and ask for a release out of your listing agreement because you will have a signed commitment with them.
3: Mm.
2: So you would either have to ride it out or you would have to go to the broker owner and tell the broker owner why you want out of that listing agreement Mm -hmm. and try to agree to shorten the terms or be let go. Worst case scenario, you write out the term. So it's not like the NFL where it's all I can just say. No, you can't just <laughs> say bye.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. No.
2: no, and you know, too, like, I don't sign shorter than six-month listing agreements because I spend a lot of money when I list your house. I haven't made any money yet. Okay, I don't make any money until we close at the closing table. When you get your mm-hmm. money, I get my money. Um, so I want at least six months to market your mm-hmm. property. And that's fair for me. And I'm honest with people. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you out unless Mm -hmm. if it was something horrific. I've let two clients out over the years. Did you say sorry to them? Did I say sorry? Mm No. (laughs) No. So
1: no. You're the only person she said sorry to. I, I, I don't think you really need to apologize to anybody else. I think you.
2: I'm good. Yeah, my <laughs> life's complete. My life is complete now. Yeah, Absolutely. I
1: anybody ask you for an apology now?
0: That's it's it. No. It's yeah, it's minimal. So before we move into some fun <laughs> questions, um,
2: uh-huh.
0: what, is the, what are the one or two things that you wish you know uh, buyers in this case would would need to know? Like you're finally across. Like I'm always answering this question. They really need to know this, and they're yeah. not really getting it. <laughs>
2: I think buyers need to understand that they have the right to pick whatever realtor they want. And I think that they need to make sure that they interview multiple people. Just don't get the first person that says, hey, I sell real estate. I think that buyers need to be very open. They don't say as much as they should about their finances sometimes when they're talking to lenders. But I think they should get a professional referral if they commit to a realtor. Mm use that realtor. That realtor probably has a relationship that they've done a lot of deals with. Mm-hmm. So they kind of already vetted out realtors. I would say don't go through these quick look, you know, I'm not going to say the actual company, but, you know, your commercials. <laughs> where you're, yeah, I, kind of, did, I think kind you of, just did. Kind of, no, I just stumbled <laughs> there. But you're, you want a local lender. You don't want to be patched through to California if you're selling in New Jersey.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, you want somebody mm-hmm. that you can call their cell phone and pick up. So it's all about having the right professionals and being honest. And that's really, it can really be that easy. Mm. Yeah. The honesty and just making sure you got the right professionals and do that through a vetting process. Mm. You owe it to yourself. It's mm. probably one of mm-hmm. the biggest transactions, mm-hmm. right? It's real.
3: Hmm.
0: Would you be interested in speaking at our conference?
2: In New Jersey? Yes. Oh my God. I would be honored. Mm-hmm. Just, I would be honored. We're global. I just, we're global. We well, think? we'll start in New Jersey. I got to look at my calendar. Just like you. Well, I can't. I say yes, but I need dates. I need to make sure, you know.
3: We're
0: working.
2: I would be honored. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. That's dope.
0: All right, so we're going to switch gears a little bit here and have a little bit of fun here. You want to start with your traditional question, or do we not want to go there? You want to go a different route today?
2: Do I get a pass, or what? Or they all need to be answered?
1: You answer whatever, <laughs> <you, laughs> whatever it is. It's gonna be we're, good. I'm we're, ready. We're vetting you right now.
2: <clears throat> okay, I like it.
1: So we, we know that you have an Excel spreadsheet. We know that you have a budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we always like to vet people, determine whether or not if they're petty or not.
3: Okay.
1: Now, in a situation of marriage, mm-hmm. okay. And you have a budget. Yeah. How much is too much for a ring? Ooh.
2: How much is too much for a ring? And you have a budget. So, what you want, like a monthly amount, like uh, like how people say, like how two you, months' salary what, what, or something what, what like Jill
1: that. Say? What did Jill say? What did Jill say to her husband when he showed up? Like he just left the supermarket, he got one of the rings, and said, "Here you go." <laughs> he yeah. said, "No, that's not it."
2: Yeah, I don't honestly, I don't know what my husband paid for my ring. Mm-hmm but you um,
1: have not have you appraised appraise everything in your life mm-hmm. you, appraise, have to you have I don't have it he didn't get comps for the <laughs> no a, he didn't no. live right I'm the husband. no I didn't six people with no. a, a, a three mile radius <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't. well I didn't buy it I didn't have to do an analysis on it this was, <laughs> was him
1: great idea come on <laughs> all the guys out there you
2: need to get three or four
0: comps
1: you're on
2: your I would say you want me a dollar amount i would say four or five thousand dollars
1: interesting now hmm. how much is jill, jill paying for his ring
2: um his second ring because he lost the first one uh-huh. he picked out his own ring okay actually mm. and i think it was maybe seven hundred dollars no
1: no no <laughs> he it's picked not, it out that's not apples. we talked about he apples, picked it out. apples.
2: <laughs> he picked it out
1: so you didn't ask him what you want to do with the change he was no, about I didn't. Thirty-three hundred dollars.
2: No, I didn't. But then I bought him a second one from Walmart when he bought the when he lost oh, the first one. Uh, Walmart, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Walmart sells jewelry.
2: Oh, they sure do. Yes, they do. They have a jewelry counter in Walmart. How did you know that? Because I'm in Walmart all the time. Is that everybody yeah. in Walmart Never. all the time? Jewelry
1: Jelly sandwiches? Well, after <laughs> he, cookies, there is cookies. a jewelry
2: section in Walmart. Huh? Of course. Is that a punishment? Yes, he lost his first ring, uh-huh. and he needed to wear something, and I was there, so I picked him up another one, and he did find his first ring. So now he's got two. Exactly. So there, so we can add that maybe ninety nine dollars on top of that.
3: That
0: was a test. <laughs> he knew where that ring was all the time. We just wanted to see how much he was called ninety
1: nine dollars. You know,
2: you at Walmart, yeah.
1: Did you get the? No, they sell like,
2: like the three year warranty. I don't know.
1: If <laughs> I I Stacy loses it, I don't remember. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I don't remember. <laughs> You know, I never really even thought about it, to be honest with you, comparing ring prices. I didn't.
3: Mm, Now, my my
2: wedding band that Mm. we got for my actual wedding day, we split that. I don't remember what we spent, but we did split it. Mm. I wanted to contribute towards that Mm. because I felt it was like the bomb thing. Yeah.
1: So you went half, wasn't it? Yes. Was it half?
2: Yeah, it was half.
1: 80-20?
2: No, (laughs) 50-50. All my bills, everything is 50-50. Everything? Pretty much. It's Pretty much. Uh, you know, they always say marriage, some of the biggest reasons people get divorced is finances. Mm-hmm. That is one thing my husband and I have never thought about is money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, he treats me for dinner. He spoils me all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I do a, the same. I, was like, I go, do. Go ahead, he does. Go, no, I'm saying ahead. bills and stuff. Bills and things like that. Stuff that could cause stress in a marriage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're 50. We're a partnership. Let's
0: talk okay. pre-marriage.
2: Okay. Dating. You're dating, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. You yeah. go out to eat.
0: Okay. I that. Go out to eat, and the waitress comes down and puts the bill in front of him. Mm-hmm. Were you the type that went into your purse and or had to magically excuse yourself to go to the bathroom no. so that you didn't. Also, have to not eat. bladder hurts.
1: Yeah,
2: right. Bladder <laughs> hurts. I'll be right back. Let me take this call. Yeah. No, I was not that person. I'm always very. Fa- I would always offer, uh, but also being conscious not to disrespect him either, mm-hmm. as the man at the table of a little bit of a cold. Like so, I'd be like, "Do you want to split first date?" I probably didn't, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. We've been married 14 years now, um, but the reach reach. I. First date, I probably said something like, do you want to split it? Hmm. I, I may have. And I think he would tell you the same, too. Now, we just kind of like, sometimes we we'll be like, baby, you want to go to dinner? Yeah, let's go to dinner. And I'll still say, do you want to split it? Or And he'll be like, no, hon, I got it. And and sometimes I'll be like, I want to take care of it. We're not keeping tally marks.
1: Hmm. How much is too much for you to take care of?
2: How much is too much for me to take care of? 300 Of what, a bill? Yes. <laughs>
1: Nice, nice, fancy restaurant.
2: Um, there is no too much. There'd be no too much for my husband. Thousand. I don't think we've ever gone to dinner for a thousand dollars. Well, I want to (laughs) say, yeah. What are you drinking? What What are you drinking? And we're some drinkers, and we like fine dining.
1: Call your husband and say, listen, we're going to take Kareem on. Yeah, no, I don't think we've we've never had a dinner.
2: We've never had. a dinner between the two. I mean, we've maybe spent like three or $400 mm. on dinner, and I've picked up that tab, and so is he. Hmm.
1: Call your husband and say, listen, I'm closing. <laughs> I want to see how much Kareem can actually spend <laughs> on his last closing of this house. We'll spend every penny of it. Oh, I could spend it
2: if I wanted to, but we're not, you know, we really don't run that way. It's good. Yeah. Hmm. And it works for us. Hmm. Some people think it's crazy. Hmm. So, you know, some people, but...
1: I think hey, different strokes for different
2: flo- folks. We don't logical, fight about money. I
1: think it's logical for you to pick up. Um, You're under 65 days a year? mm All right. Let's call it um, 18 and a half. 18 and a half. Do you guys go out. No, 180. You should pick up 180 tabs, and you, you guys go out every day. 180 should be yours.
2: 100? 52,
1: 52 weeks a year? Yeah. 25 checks should be yours.
2: I don't eat out that much. I'm old school Italian. I'm cooking. It's because you don't want to pick up the (laughs) time. No. It's because I want my boys to be able to come home and have family time around the table when I can, when I can.
0: Okay. I don't know what your husband does, but when you guys go buy a car, because okay. you are the buyer seller, is he mm. stepping in the back yep. and letting you yep. handle it? He won't all even.
2: That? He is fine with me, and he just steps back because he knows it's my. I'm in my zone.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, his father used to be a car dealer. He took hmm. us out when we first got married. He was with us the first time we bought our first car, and he pretty much said, "You two say nothing. You're going to watch me." And he taught us a whole bunch of life lessons, and we walked out of that that car dealership, and I I literally almost cried because I felt bad for that car dealer. (laughs) Um, Just pretty much, today was not his day to make any money, but we still got our car. Um, Now I have the most respect for people with commission, so I'm not looking to embarrass or. Discredit or not for them to make money, mm-hmm. but I'm in my zone and I'm getting the good deals. And, I mean, me and my husband pick the car together, but mm-hmm. then when it comes to the negotiating on mm-hmm. that, that's my forte.
1: Okay, all, all our listeners, when you need to buy a house and a car, yep. call Jill mm-hmm. and <laughs> pay her <laughs> commission and she'll take that. That's care right. right. I mean, you still got to
2: pay commission. This is their livelihood, right? right? I'm not right. trying to take that away, but I also am not going to pay out of the line, but I'm going to do my that's research. True. That's yeah. True.
0: Well, how can people get in contact with you and talk about your radio show when they can listen and all that stuff, too?
2: Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I am on SNJ today, every Saturday, from 11 to 12. And next week, I am actually, the last weekend in December, I am going to be having my son. It's actually his 12th birthday and seven of his closest friends. And we're going to do real estate news from 12-year-olds. So Mm -hmm. that ought to be interesting. And, um, you know, every week is just another person that's in my industry that I think buyers need to know about. So Mm -hmm. they're in that process and i i'm reachable by my cell phone mm-hmm. 85 are you writing this down did you put me in your contacts okay <laughs> 8563620967 <laughs> and my email address is time to plan at hotmail.com i hotmail I know I'm old right I thought you was going to say AOL my, right, was a rapid my I know my husband has AOL it's more fine oh. but now Hotmail is kind of because I also have Team Jill at exit home pros but I know, time to plan when I back in my day when I used to help all my friends do their weddings that's wedding when I Leonard? no I just you know my Excel spreadsheets would really help them uh, keep track of stuff
0: listen oh, anybody that's out there that works for AOL
2: <laughs> will bring you back
0: to life we will do a partnership with you I know will make know. you relevant again Yeah, no, <laughs> it shows sure. our age right when we
2: start saying AOL that and
0: Hotmail that is hot funny but um thank you so much for being yes, on the show and uh the knowledge that you have I wish we had some more time to break down some more things but hopefully at the conference if we mm-hmm. get you there um you'll be dropping some more knowledge on uh people that need to know stuff about buying homes and selling homes
1: Mm -hmm. it's really important stuff I have one other question are you just exclusive to Cumberland or you can do entire no
2: I can do the entire state and I do do the entire state which is great and then even if somebody's moving from New Jersey going to another state Mm -hmm. you could still give me a call because I will vet those professionals for them Mm
3: -hmm. and I
2: can refer them to somebody good we get a lot of people moving to Florida and I've Mm -hmm. kind of made a network there and I do a lot of traveling throughout the year just for that reason to start Mm -hmm. knowing who's the best in the business in different states
1: Okay so anyone that's out there is looking for a Good, really good real estate broker or agent broker. Broker, mm. okay. Make sure you call
2: Jill. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. That's what
1: happens when you apologize to me. See, you, yeah. he just, you
2: softened yeah. all up and all yeah. smiling yeah.
1: like it the first be. shot on uh, you. <laughs> I, I don't even need Christmas. <laughs> Christmas canceled. Okay, this Christmas. Gentlemen, canceled. you were great. Thank
0: uh, <laughs> you so
2: much. Uh, it was
0: awesome, <laughs> Mr. Spence, Mr. Petty. Any last words
1: before we wrap this thing up? I'm big on Jill right now, so call Jill planning, car, car buying, anything you're going to be buying, call Jill for all you need. you're going to go buy a turkey later on for Christmas, call Jill. Mm, very interesting. I'm going to go up with two things. If you're an what entrepreneur, you
0: getting ready to get started out there. Remember that you are making something for somebody else and really understand who your audience is and your customer, consumer base mm. and really knowing what their needs are and um, trying to meet those needs. The other side of things, if you are in the market of buying or selling at home, make sure you do your research. There's so much information that's mm-hmm. out there. And there's so many misconceptions. So you heard some of them on here today. Uh, Make sure you do your research because, you know, I don't want you to get, you know, I don't want you to miss out the opportunity Mm -hmm. that you could have. Uh, Make sure you understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, 2019 is right around the corner. This will be our last podcast in 2018. So Mm we're going to wrap this year. It was an interesting year for us. Did a lot of things in 2018. I think 2019 is going to be off the chain. I can't wait for it. So uh, make sure you get yourself together, plan for 2019. Actually, if you haven't already got your plan set, you're already behind the eight ball Mm -hmm. right now. So make sure that you, um, in New Year's resolutions, I ain't a big fan of that thing. Uh, Let's just think about past three, four, five months from now. What does that look like? And start Mm -hmm. working on those goals. Um, if you're stuck in a job that you can't stand, start working on your plan to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be miserable. Um, start leave, living within your means. Some of you don't need the big houses. Some of you got houses and rooms that you don't even use. So why you got the big house and you ain't using those rooms?
1: Kareem, it looks I'm nice. Be- <laughs> it looks nice. You walk by. dust. You, you walk by. Yeah, you walk, right. Well, this might come and clean. But you look at it and say, you know what? I really should have used this room for something. And then you go into the rooms that you actually use. That is too mm-hmm. funny. But um,
0: prepare yourself for 2019 and um, the empowerment perspective. I'd like to say Happy New Year. Happy yes. holidays to everybody. Have a safe time. holiday. Have safe holidays, and uh, we'll see you next year. Stay empowered.